Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hi, I'm Kenzie. I'm Jamie. And this is the Codependent Podcast. Welcome back to another week and happy new year. Kenzie, you can't say that again. I can say whatever <laughs> I want. What did we do for New Year's? Because that was actually this week. It was. Me and Jamie are not super happy about this New Year's Eve. No. It was lame. We were going to go. We booked fancy dinner reservations. We we're going to go out to like Old Town Scottsdale. If you don't know what Old Town Scottsdale is, it's like a vibe. It was going to be so fun. Yes. But then our stupid family convinced us to have family time. Yes. And the and weekend everybody was went fun. to bed at 12.01, as predicted. The weekend was really the fun. The weekend was really fun. The, it, it made up for the fact that we did nothing on New Year's Eve. But like, I, we literally didn't even have sparkling cider. No, we forgot we had it. We legit did nothing. No, we, me and Jamie stayed up Mom didn't cards. even have a real countdown on. See, that doesn't bug me that bad. You don't want the countdown? That's literally the whole point. I guess I just could have seen the clock switch to midnight. But if we were like doing something fun. Yeah, yeah. We just weren't doing anything no, fun. We were no. playing cards. Yeah, me and you. And, and our husbands. And our husbands. No, it was, the weekend was so fun. The we weekend up, was fun. We went up to a cabin up in Pine Top with our whole family, which worked out so well. Everyone got to be there. It was so much fun. But New Year's Eve was just like a little bit of a bust. It was. Right? Next year. Next year is our year. Next year is our year. I can't let anyone convince me that we're doing anything except for clubbing. Clubbing. I'm going to New York. I'm going to wear a sparkly outfit. <laughs> like, I don't even care. I'm going to a gala. I, I don't just, care. I don't care. I just don't want to be stuck. I want to wear a cute outfit and do something fun. Do you want to hear about my worst New Year's Eve? I think everybody does. So I'm going to tell it. Okay. My worst New Year's Eve was my senior year of high school. 100%. Yes. My parents were here in Phoenix and me and Jamie were up in Prescott because my dad had been working in Phoenix. And so me and Jamie were home by ourselves, which like dream New Year's Eve. Was yeah. Oh yeah. Our, dream. Like, that was amazing. Yeah. We had all these plans. It's the first year that our mom is not making us go to the church Christmas dance. Oh, they had like a church New Year's Eve dance. I and think it ended at 10 too. We went <laughs> every single year. We would always go because our mom would make us go. We'd leave our car parked there. We'd have some boys pick us up to look like we were still there. We would but definitely we would not go. be there. We would take a photo. We'd call it a day. But this year, senior year, we didn't have to go. We were so stoked. We made these plans. Our boyfriend. She probably told us we had to. And we were like, uh-huh. Yeah, probably. I mean. She didn't have any really check on <laughs> Most <about> likely. <laughs> but Jamie and I's boyfriends were friends. And so we're all four going to go hang out. We're going to go to downtown Prescott. Super Western. They do something called a boot drop instead yes. of like the ball drop. Instead of a ball drop. And it's like this big cowboy boot that they like fall at midnight. Yes. So anyway, we had all these plans. We had spent weeks picking out our outfits. We were so yes. excited. It was supposed to snow 
on yeah, New Year's Eve. It was going to be the New Year's Eve of this. So me and Jamie are getting ready life. and the boys come over and they're like, you guys ready to go? And we're like, it's eight o'clock. We're not leaving yet. Like we're not ready. Give us a minute. So then Jamie's boyfriend's like, oh, Kenzie's boyfriend wants to go and get food. So we're going to go grab food really quick. We'll be right back. And I was like, great. Sounds good. We're getting ready. Then just Jamie's boyfriend comes back. Do you remember this? It's coming back to me. This is like the worst night of my entire life. (laughs) You remember every detail. I'm like, what? Because it was horrible. So my, he actually wasn't my boyfriend. He was just the guy I was dating. He's the the one that got away. (laughs) He's the one that got away. I'm dead. <laughs> so Jamie's boyfriend came back and was like, yeah, he actually didn't like want to come back. So he like left. And Which honestly, like looking back, that should not have shocked us whatsoever. No, it didn't shock me. Like, I, I, no, it, it shook you. Well, it I shocked was, you. I was sad. I yes. was really sad. Yes. And so I was like, okay, well, I guess you guys go. And you were like, no, I should stay home. And I was like, no, seriously, go, go have fun. I'll find something to do. Go. Yes. It's fine. Whatever. So you guys left and I was home by myself. I remember I was laying in bed, just like bawling my eyes out. I was so sad. And then one of like the guys I had previously dated called me and was like, you should come to this party with me, like get out of your bed, come hang out. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. So he came and picked me up and I, no, I, he was going to pick me up and I said, don't pick me up because I want to be able to like drive myself because I don't know what you're doing and I don't want to be like involved involved, (laughs) and I just want to be able to go home if I want to go home. Yes. So I drove there. And I stayed for a little bit. It was fun. It was nothing like super exciting. It was whatever. And then you had called me and said, you guys were done. And so I was like, oh, great. I'll just meet Jamie at home. I'm driving home. It's snowing so bad in Prescott. Yes. Like I remember I was in my little VW bug and like it was snowing so hard. So I get home and the previous boy that like ghosted me called me please come pick me up if you don't pick me up I'm gonna drive in the snow and he was like and he was drunk way 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 drunk and I was like I'm not coming to get you like you're ridiculous this is so stupid like bye he's like can I just like come spend the night at your house like could I please and I was like you can come sleep in the other room we have an extra bedroom you're more than welcome to sleep there I just don't want to hear it I knew he lived like up senator highway and so I was like it's dangerous to drive up there in the snow whatever I don't care so then he slept on the guest bedroom floor yes that night yes and I slept in my bed I think you did pick him up though I don't think you went, I, you went I was going him up. to, no, but you, I don't think you 100% I? picked oh, him up. Well, then I did. Yeah. I'm, I'm nice. I'm nice. <laughs> I didn't want him to die. I was nervous. No, I know. Yeah, you picked him up. You 100% picked him up. I do remember that. I was very mad. Yeah. And that was the worst news even in my life because I was driving people around. It was super snowy and it sucked. It sucked and I still saw him again. <laughs> Yeah, I just want a good New Year's Eve, to be yeah. honest. Can we redo one of these New yeah. Year's Eves? We need, a, we need to have a, a redo. That was my first worst. This might have been my... No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this year wasn't bad because we spent it with family, but it was... No, it was, it was not like a bad New Year's. It was just a boring New Year's. Totally. Like, it was just like uneventful. Yeah, like getting ghosted is worse than spending yeah, it with your like family. Yeah, that's like a bad New Year's. This yeah. was just like like very anticlimactic that's how compared to what we had in our minds of like what we wanted to well, do we had reservations we had reservations plans. we like we're gonna be super cute I was so excited to take like photos and we didn't do that and none of that happened but so. maybe ne- there's always next year <laughs> there's always next year so I guess this episode is a little bit a little bit about a new year's well, resolution of ours. first of all oh okay no, first of all okay I want to say thank you to the people that left very nice reviews because <gasps> oh, yeah, Jamie has words. We love you. You're the best. We are going to be announcing a winner for that. Hopefully tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow. It'll every be tomorrow. Tuesday. Yep. Every Tuesday. So 
We are going to announce a giveaway winner for the reviews. You guys left us really good ones, but some person left us a rude one. Please stop listening to the podcast. Um, and pretty much what they said was that they only are listening for Kenzie and that I don't have any opinions. And yeah. I promise you, Jamie has opinions. That's, I have to listen to them. That's literally pretty much what they said. I can't even find it because so many of you left good ones. So thank See, you. that's what matters. It balances out. That's what matters. Yeah. So anyway. Oh, Kenzie keeps it fun and interesting, but not Jamie. So please stop listening. Thank you. That, that's all I have to say. That to you. is all. I think I'm the kind of person if you say something mean to me, like pretty much get out of my life. Definitely. <laughs> like don't don't listen to our podcast. No, I I mean when we were first started the podcast, I had all of the bad reviews. Yes. Every single one of them was coming at me completely being mean to me about how I was too loud and how I never let you talk and how it was all about me and all these things and like it's like it it kind of hurts worse. No, when it hundred percent when hurts it's worse. like a podcast that you're being vulnerable on and that we're like taking so much of our time to do this and somebody leaves like a mean review, which whatever, it's not for everybody. But they're like, I'm gonna keep listening for Kenzie. Like this is the codependent podcast. So see ya. See ya. Goodbye. <laughs> I know. I don't think people well and also I don't think people realize that like when you leave an like a Apple review, like it does really hurt us. Yeah. Exactly. Like one review with one star bumps our stars down. Exactly. Like significantly. Yeah. And so if you like have an issue with our podcast, just you just DM me just, just stop listening, or just don't listen yeah, yeah just don't listen but most fine. of them were just so nice most of them were nice I love you guys so much you're my girlies sorry for the person that hates the word girlies but someone did say that codependent too. girlies you are you are me we are you we, we are one <laughs> we are one and we will take down anybody <laughs> literally though okay can I move on now yes I now just that you've that. okay take on your podcast Take on my podcast. Here we go, ladies. <laughs> no, I was kind of just going into how this is one of our New Year's resolutions. Yes. We wanted yes. to talk about, but but even before it was one of our New Year's resolutions, we wanted to do an episode about this. Yes. Finances. Yeah. Money. Yes. All the, all the fun. So what's our resolution? Well, we talked about it last week or our New Year, New Year, New Me episode. We talked about one of our goals was to be more intentional with our spending because Kenzie and I both love to shop. Yeah. We have not made that shy. <laughs> and it's something fun that we enjoy. We enjoy doing it together. Um, and so, yeah, anyway, we realized this last year, like we've bought in, I wouldn't even say like we haven't bought in junk. It's not been like that, but just stuff that we maybe don't like didn't need to buy at that time. Like, yeah, one of my, yeah, one of my things is like I'll go to Target and spend like a hundred dollars. Yeah, and I'm like that, like two hundred. Yeah, hundred like, is easy. What did I just spend money on? Like I pretty much bought nothing. Like I like got home and I'm like I'm not like what am, I'm not excited about any of this. Yeah. I still need more stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like I haven't even gotten everything I need. No. So I just felt like my spending was just not as intentional. Getting as out of control. It was getting out of control. <laughs> Got a problem, ladies. No, and like I would, instead of like going to the grocery store, I would go run by Target and get a bunch of snacks for my kids. And then Which is like double the price yes. of like just going to fries. Completely. And so one of our big goals this next year is just to be in really intentional about what we're spending our money on. Yep. And I mean, it is it is hard because one of our, like one of the other things that I've been focused on is quality over quantity. Yeah. Which is hard too because normally higher quality things are more expensive. More expensive and so yep. it's kind of like a double-edged sword almost. When when you want the quality, but you don't want to like, you want the good quality stuff, but that stuff costs more every yeah. time it costs more. And so I think that's why really focusing on the 
the quality instead of quantity of what you have. Because I feel like if you spend money on good items, good basics, like things that you're going to be able to wear more than one way and more than one time, then it makes up for spending a little bit more on it. And then you don't need eight different turtlenecks. Like you just have the one or two that you love that you can wear over and over again. So I think the being intentional and like trying to have more quality items over quantity items. And you don't need that many. You don't, you really don't. I wear the same thing like every day. Same. Exactly. But I was buying things like I didn't do that. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like for winter, I, I like solidified. I'm like, okay, I want to wear crewnecks, flares, leggings, whatever. Like, let me buy the things I like know I'm going to wear. And I, I really, truly do not need anything else, but I'm going to wear them every day. And I'm like excited to get dressed because I like, I like what I have. And it just makes getting dressed a lot easier. It does. When I'm you always have like, like oh. more of like a capsule wardrobe. Exactly. And like not even capsule, like where you only have like five things, but, but you just have, I mean, kind of, I guess there's like a whole thing with a capsule wardrobe. That yeah, no, there's like a, actually a capsule yeah, wardrobe. I don't but have that. No, but just being intentional. And I think that that's like, we've talked about that as one of our big goals for the year. And I feel like with that comes a lot of couples have different views, opinions, spending habits, all of that. And so we kind of wanted to go into all of that. Yeah, because I think we both have been on both ends of the spectrum of like being super, super college broke and not being able to afford dinner and not knowing where your next meal is going to come out of or how you're going to pay your rent. Like we've both been there. Jamie's been there with a child too. Like, you know, and I I feel like we both have had, I mean, I'm five years into marriage or six years into marriage. And so I feel like as time has gone on, finances have changed so much, but it's been one of those things that like, you just have to continue to communicate about, but we've just both experienced kind of like both ends of the spectrum and wanted to just talk about it. I feel like it's a lot of the questions I get in my question boxes um, that I don't want to answer on Instagram because I'm like, I'm not going to talk about finances on Instagram. Yeah, but and it's like budgeting and, and how you handle money as a couple and like when you got a bank account together. But it's really and, important to talk about. Yeah. And you got to keep talking about it. Yeah, and absolutely. So we have some different polls we did and also some like tips and then also... Um, like apps, books, things like that, strategies behind it. So we have a lot on like the pros and cons. But one of the big things is that money is the second leading cause for divorce behind like cheating. So that's a huge. I remember someone telling me that when I first got married. Same. I remember being people telling me like, finances is like the number one cause of divorce. You need to like make sure you're open about it, make sure you communicate about it. And I, I remember like feeling like, oh, that sounds like really scary, but it's not that scary as long as you communicate it well. Yeah. But you if can, you, if you keep it off for a long time, it definitely can feel like oh, overwhelming. Absolutely. Like, oh, Especially crap. because I think I read that like 43 to 47% of marriages start within debt. And so yeah, you're starting your marriage in the negatives, yep. which is, I mean, we had no money to our names. We weren't in the negatives, but we definitely had zero dollars. Yeah. But if you're, if like college wasn't paid for by parents or whatever, like that I think is a huge nope, one. Absolutely. Like, Scholarships. Yeah. Parents, people, grants. people start marriages because of that, which like some of those debts are, are like good debt. They're good debt because you're investing in your future, whatever. Same with like what do they say? A house and your education are the two debts that are like okay, debts. a reasonable house because technically it's really an investment. Like it's, in a, it's a, it appreciates. So it's totally get more, but 
Just like my Louis Vuitton bag. Just like my Louis Vuitton. That's what I try to tell Justin. I'm like, babe, in 20 years, it's going to be worth so much money. He's like, no, it's not. I'm like, our girls will think it is. They'll think it's the memories. I'm dead. That is really funny. Uh, so yeah, that's that's a huge, a huge one, which okay, is also scary. This is another good statistic. One in three people confess they've hid purchases from their spouse. Have you hid a purchase from your spouse? Honestly, no. Same. Like not, like maybe momentarily, like to be like, ah, I'm going to buy this. But like, I mean, later on we, we end up like talking about, talking it. about it. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. I agree. Like, I feel like there's some points that I like, I'll joke about it or I like just don't tell DJ Completely. because I don't think he'll care. Yes. And then later, like the other day, for instance, I bought that Amazon vest and DJ's like, I really like that vest. Where did you get it? I was like, Amazon. He's like, I thought we were on a spending pause. And I was like, I bought it before my spending pause. <laughs> but like, it's not that he cared that I spent $30 on a vest and no, didn't tell him. Exactly. But that, that's like probably one of the examples I could think of is like, yes, just like on accident, things. a little thing, yeah. but nothing like too crazy. But I do see the trend and it's one of those trends that we talked about like whatever six seven months ago and like the mom like putting the bags in the back of the car oh I mean I've 100% done that trend so I I know like I I get it exactly I think it's funny but it's also like really not that funny yeah and but that right there is an example of lying to your spouse about money and And creating a really bad habit and you're creating a bad habit for your kids to see. Yes. And like, I'm not saying all those jokes aren't funny because we've done them. They're funny. Sometimes I laugh. Like it's a trend yes. and it's supposed to be funny. But then you look and at And I these- think sometimes that we can relate where we'll go buy a bunch of crap from Target. And we get home. We're like, oh, we kind of feel guilty. Not yes. because of our spouse, but because crap, I really shouldn't have spent that much money. That's a really I good point. I didn't need this stuff. So like your guilt is to Personal. hide it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Actually. So I feel like that's, that, at least for me, that's how I feel. Um, another important thing to remember that these were like from Dave Ramsey, which we'll end up talking about him later because he's a really big, like, um, financial icon that a lot of people look up to, but he said, it's important to break down who's the spender and who's the saver. So you can be on the same page. Um, so I did a poll on that on my Instagram of who spends the money and 58% of people said me, which most of my audience is women. So mostly women. Mostly women there. Um, they said me. And then 21% was them. 21% was both of us. But do you feel like, because for me being the spender, like because yes. I'm the spender yeah, definitely in the relationship. Sure. I feel like though my spending has to do with the entire family. Like oh, I yeah. swipe my debit card way more than DJ swipes his because yes. I'm buying groceries. I'm buying diapers. I'm yes. buying wipes. I'm buying food. I'm but, buying. But take all that out. You still buy more clothes for yourself. Absolutely. You still buy more makeup and skincare. and Absolutely. And like. So that's, I think that's what I think of when I think spender. Me too, but I'm wondering if your audience feels the same way. Yeah, I wonder if they do. Because I do know there's a lot of stay-at-home moms out there that don't deal a lot with the responsibilities of like the finances of the household. So I wonder if the husband is more of the spender. Yeah. I'm, I'm just curious because as for me as like a mom, I'm like, I definitely spend more money on my family. Yes. I definitely spend more on myself as well. Yeah. But I just. I feel like people. People genuinely know what that means. Okay. It's like, you're a spender. You will go buy stuff. I mean, that, I think the women is typically yeah, more so a spender yeah, than exactly. the men. And if you're both a spender, I don't know what to tell you. No, I'm just kidding. You, <laughs> you need, need help. You need help. No. Um, and this one says, couples in healthy marriages are twice as likely to discuss money dreams together, which I think is really cool. Me and DJ talk about it all the time. We always yeah. want to talk about our five-year goals, our 10-year goals, yeah. where we want to be, whether or not it's like we want to have this much in the bank account. But instead, we're like, oh, I'd love to build a dream home at yes. this point. 
Yeah, but I think it's important to be on the same page when it comes to that because you know what, for me, I'm like, I always can like save better if I have an end goal. So yeah. like, let's say we're going on a vacation and I know we're going on a vacation and we're like, we need to save a thousand dollars for this vacation. I'm going to start putting money away. Completely. I'm going to start doing these things now that will contribute to our future. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's good to communicate about those things. No, it, it definitely is. And I love, I think setting dreams together I think usually your dreams involve money, even if it's not like we're making this much, but it's like, I want this yes. or I want to go here, do this. So I think that, yeah, talking about that is good. So, oh, sharing, sharing a, a bank, bank account. account. That is, I think that is like one of the biggest, biggest things in that we're like kind of disgusting is yes, the pros of it. There's a couple cons, but I think our, I guess I should speak for myself. My personal opinion is that I see way more pros to sharing a bank account like than than the cons of it. Me to too. me, they, they far outweigh it. Um, and I think I have like personal examples of that too because for a long time in our marriage, like for the first five years out of six years, no, maybe like four out of six years, I haven't worked. Yeah. And so like I've, I've had Navy and I've been at home and I was in college and I didn't work. And so... I like fully had to rely on Justin. And so if, if I didn't have a bank account, like I would literally have zero money. I wouldn't be able to buy diapers for Navy. I would have literally nothing. And so I, that would never have worked for us personally. And so from the beginning, we knew we were going to share a bank account. Totally. And not really knowing what our future was going to be. If I, if I was going to work, where I was going to work, when I was going to work, like, I, so I think that that was a decision we made very early on and I'm very grateful we did. Yeah, I and, mean, ours are, uh, mine's completely the opposite yeah. but the same because I have always worked during yes. our marriage because DJ's classes wouldn't let him because yep. he had labs that he'd have to work yep. night, he'd have to go to school at night and whatever and it was my job to work and it was his job to like get good grades. Yes. And uh, the same thing, like we literally couldn't have lived. I mean, I think I would have felt more of a burden than I did. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like for us in that time and place, the equality of our marriage wasn't who worked and who made money and who didn't. The no. equality of our marriage was, okay, I have to go to work. So when I get home, DJ's going to have the dishes done. Yes. The equality was DJ's going to know that these are his jobs or that he needs to get yeah. good grades in school. Like the equality didn't come from, okay, I'm going to spend $50 here. You need to spend $50 here as no, well. No, yeah. You know what I mean? And I think no matter what, that's not super healthy anyway no. to have that Well, be and that's what somebody said. They were like, it's not sustainable to be counting like every single ounce of sense that you have no. because that's just not going to be sustainable. And like, no matter what you're doing, it's never going to be 100% equal. Like someone's always going to be giving more or taking more. That's just how a relationship works. Well, and then I had some people that said like, if you're making more money, you need to contribute more to the family. But would they think that's fair? Well, yeah. And so it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, we've both been in different spots and now it's the opposite. I'm working and Justin's fully in school, not working. So I, like, we've both contributed a lot to our marriage and like vice versa. Yeah. Like, you both contribute different things and you have to find what works for you. Absolutely. Because every marriage situation is different. So on the poll that I did on Instagram, it said 73% of people have a joint bank account. Yeah. But I guess I should have asked a follow-up question because one of the like reoccurring themes in um, my question boxes, basically people were saying they have like a joint bank account for bills and for like those type of things. And then they have their separate bank accounts for like fun. And so some people, if they're dual income family, they will they'll take like their full paychecks and then they'll put like 
two hundred dollars into each of their separate accounts for like yes. fun money, basically. Yeah. Is what is what kind of the theme I'm getting yeah. is that they'll have like a money for bills and spending for stuff with them ch- each yep. other and themselves, and then or just to each other, and then a separate account for like their own things. Yeah, a lot of people said there's like a girl. She's honestly kind of wacky, but she's her name is Jordan Page. Have you ever seen her? She had like a show. She would go knock on her neighbor's doors and ask them for like leftovers and scraps. Like no. she's like a no waste girl, like kind of thing. Interesting. She had a show on TLC and it was kind of like a phenomenon because she, she was like so frugal to the point like that it was like kind of comical yes. type of thing. Okay. Um, but she's created like, she literally hadn't like, she would literally knock on her neighbor's doors to ask him for food scraps, like for whatever, just because she didn't want to spend the money on it. Um, and she ended up creating, it's like a book or a course or something. She's, I think she is also like big on TikTok. You've probably seen her before, Okay. but now her she's, name like sounds she's pretty much a million, like a millionaire now. I mean, not pretty much. She literally is because she's created habits that have helped her to save so much money and people are saying she has a theory of seven different bank accounts it's like a personal or like both personals a joint two fun bank accounts and something else which that to me just sounds like a headache. that's overwhelming but a lot of people like not a lot I should say a couple people said that they liked that method she also has a method of um, like cash. So you use like all your cash and you put it into envelopes. I've like, seen that. This is my rent. This is my gas bill. This is blah, 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 blah. And you go on and on and on. And then you see what's left in your bank account because like it's it's all out of there at the same time. And you can see, okay, wait, we actually only have this much amount of money left. I, I've heard of that. Which I've heard of that. And I actually, I like that idea better. I don't, I guess I don't really fully understand. And I'm only saying like the seven bank accounts based off of what somebody else said, but that made me think of it was having like all the different bank accounts and I think sometimes that can get overwhelming, but I could see how like splitting it might like organizationally feel We used good. to do the envelope method f- because I was a server. Yes. And so I always made cash. You had and cash, so, yeah. Right when we got married, I would, every day I worked, I would save money from that work period, like that work day, the cash I had. And then we would just add it up. And as soon as we hit our rent, yes. which is like basically our only expense at that point, yes. like we had like one other expense, yeah. but nothing really crazy, but it included utilities. Yes. And so we would just put it into a, an envelope. And once our rent was paid for the month, the rest of the month, we just had like fun money. Yep. And then we'd start again on the first. Yep. As soon as I worked, I'd put all my money in the in the envelope and then we'd just do it until I made the amount we had rent and then the rest was just for fun. Yeah. So I, I like that method because then you don't even see it. Yeah, exactly. You don't even think about it. It's just gone. No, I, 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 I like, like that. that a lot. I feel like that could work really good, especially if you're, you've never really budgeted or you're like trying to get in the groove of it. I yeah. feel like that could be a really healthy way to start to like physically see the money and also physically see it out of your account. Well, I've seen a lot of people to like go on vacations and they'll get a th- like $500 cash. Yep. And it's like, once you're out of money, you're, you're done. done. Yeah. That's the only money you're allowed to take. That's the only yep. money you're allowed to use. And then that helps you stay on track budgeting wise. Cause you see in your wallet, like crap, I only have $40 left. I need to really be sparse because yes. I need to figure it out. Or they have $200 left and they're like, okay, I can go shopping now yep. on the last day of my trip. So I- sometimes cards feel like it's not real. It's easier yes. on a card to keep swiping, swiping. But totally. if you're you're like watching your cash deplete, you're like, oh frick, I gotta yep. I gotta stop. So let's jump in for a quick ad break. Since we're already talking about the New Year's resolutions, let's just add another one in there. One of mine is to be better about taking my vitamins. I think that the hardest part is to not really know where to start. If you go to the store, it's very overwhelming. You see like hundreds of vitamins and you're like, 
okay, all of these look like I something could I probably could take. take these. So what do you, how do you even know what you actually need? No, I totally agree with that. I want to take what my body actually needs. That is why we recently started to take care of. Care of is a subscription service that they ship high quality personalized vitamins, supplements, powders right to your door every single month. The test was so easy and so fun. It asked us questions like how much exercising we do in a week. What are some goals that we want to achieve and what are some things that we struggle with? Yeah, it talks to you about like the food intake you have, what you're used to eating, your all sleep. of that, your sleeping patterns. And so after you take that quiz and you answer all these questions, it shows you exactly what you're missing. And then it comes to your doorstep that exact same week. It is so nice. And so easy. Okay, can we also talk about how cute the packaging is? It is all personalized and Care Of's daily vitamin packs are great for on the go or for on vacation and are made of plant-based compostable film. So you can stress less about your impact on the environment. Yeah, they're so cute. They're like these little packets and they're kind of like in this box and you can just take a packet out every day, which is so nice. Very easy. And they have your little name on Yeah, them. very easy to travel with. I'm excited to like take them with me. Yeah, love it. But them. each shipment comes with a customized pamphlet showing exactly what it is in your individual daily packets so that you know and why is why it is recommended specifically for you and for your health goals for 50 percent off your first care of order go to takecareof.com and enter code codependent 50 that's 50 percent off your first care of order go to takecareof.com and enter code codependent 50 Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Let's get right back into it. Okay, so let's go over some pros and the few cons that we got about having a joint bank account. Yes. So, so oh, go ahead. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> the first pro, which I think is the biggest one, is just having your money all in one place. It can be a lot less overwhelming and you know how much money you have in your bank account. So that goes against the seven bank accounts because- <laughs> That goes against the seven bank accounts because that can be very confusing. It definitely can be very confusing. But it's like not a one size fits all. Which is good. Yes. I guess we should kind of like preface Yes. That. This is not a one size fits all. Like this is our personal opinions. And also we both have only ever shared bank accounts. And yes. so obviously we are biased in a in that way. But we did. That's why we pulled a lot of you guys in. Yes. Because you guys have the seven bank accounts. You have the envelope method. You have all of these methods and all of these ways. A lot of people don't share bank account too. I think Majority do, but some don't. So, and that's okay. Yeah, it's not a one size fits all. Do what yes. works for you, but this is our opinion. <laughs> this is also what we do. This is what um, we do. this person said this, and I thought it was actually really cool. It said financial vulnerability is so special. It feels like a true form of marriage. And I 
have to agree with that. Like genuinely I do. I remember right after me and DJ got married, it was the week after we got married and we went into the bank to get like our joint bank account. And I remember feeling like so we're married. Yeah. Like so solidified. Like I feel like financial trust is one of the hardest trusts to kind of achieve. Like it's a very vulnerable position. I, I think especially as I'm not trying to like be sexist, but as a woman, especially as like a stay at home mom. Oh yeah. Because you're basically kind of, taking on your significant other or your spouses or your partner's finances. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's hard to do when you're not bringing anything to the table. You know what I mean? And so I just, I definitely felt that like special connection and definitely felt like a sense of trust when we joined bank accounts. It felt like he was trusting me with like everything he had. Yeah. Like the rest of what you guys have that's yours that you've earned and worked for is now each other's. Yes which is a really good feeling. And I think that with that, it gives you a lot more accountability in what you're spending because you both can see it. And like being like single or even dating, you're like, oh, it doesn't, like I can go buy this and I can buy this because like it's me and I'm by myself and I have Why would I not money. spend it? Yeah, yeah. Like not unlimited, but you feel like that kind of when you're single. I'm like, wow. I remember being single and having like 700 bucks and I thought I was so rich because 700 bucks for one person who has pretty much zero, zero bills. bills feels like a lot I'm of dang money loaded yeah now I would poop my pants L- literally like, <laughs> but because that's just how it is like I think that as you as you get older and your bills increase you, the amount of money you need increases which is yes. very very stressful uh, very much I and completely agree that puts a financial or like yeah financial burden on the family completely so what are some cons of sharing the same bank account none no, just kidding. <laughs> well, this is the this is the top one. Over and over and go over again. This is the theme. Surprising their significant other with gifts. Yes. Which I definitely can understand. I that totally get that. Because I check my bank account often. Yes. I get an alert when DJ uses a certain card every time it like texts me and tells me what he bought. Yep. So that makes it really hard. But there are wiggle room. There oh, is yeah. room around that. The month of December, we don't really try no, to check our we bank We literally account. tell each other, don't check this card, please. Exactly. Like this is, don't check it. So I think there are ways around it, but that is a con. Or definitely. go, you can go to the ATM and pull out cash. Oh, that's a good idea. And then go buy what you want I didn't, and they'll never know. Wouldn't think of that. So yeah. I really like that idea. That's a good idea, yeah. Jamie. So you could do that. Um, let's see what somebody else said. Um, arguments about spending, which I think that that's very true. If you, It's a pro and a con. It's a pro and a con because you need to have the conversations. Like 100% you need to have the conversations. But I can see how it can get overwhelming or frustrating to like argue. If you do argue about it so much, it can, that might be more of a negative than it would be a positive. I think one of the things that I think of is feeling like you're being controlled. Yes. I feel like a lot of people don't do well with that feeling of feeling like yeah. they're being controlled. Like you said, just being single and unmarried and trying to do things with your finances and then having like some guy come in with a spreadsheet and tell you what you are and aren't allowed to spend. Like, that would be that would be <laughs> really hard for me. Like I am, I I am a somewhat of a control freak. Yes, and if someone tried to control me, I would not be super happy about yes. it. Yes, and so that I could see that being like a big strain on a marriage. Yes, like if DJ just like really dropped the hammer on me. I would be like really, really freaked <laughs> out. Like, what do you mean I can't go to Target when I want to go to Target? Yes. I know I need to scale back my target shopping. But but I don't want don't, you to tell me that. Yeah, I need to learn that. I need to learn it myself. And it's only taken me six years. It's like, <laughs> just calm down. <laughs> like, why? No, but you get what I'm saying? Like, yes. the controlling nature of it 
and just wanting to be your own person, I feel like that would be really hard for somebody with a controlling personality. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. If Justin whipped out a spreadsheet to me, I would be so confused. Like DJ doesn't do that. No, and so no. I, I think it also is just who you marry. Yes. And, I, and you have to figure out like the first time Justin did that, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, like he's like, you sent this much money at Target. I'm like, <gasps> okay, okay. Now we've had to figure out like, let's go, let's make a spreadsheet together and go over it together. Cause then it's not like you spent this, you did this, you did this. It's, it's like, that's very overwhelming. And that also like makes me just shut down. Cause I'm like, I don't want to talk to you now. Yeah. That's rude. That's a bad approach. It seems like you're targeting me. Exactly. When you don't know what I spent. You're targeting you know I, me for going to Target. You didn't. It's rude. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what I bought. I bought diapers and food for our family. And I bought trash bags. Cause you needed trash bags. I bought you deodorant. You want to stink? Yeah. You want a saw bag? I bought you toothpaste. Like, like exactly. Do you want me to bring you the receipt, brother? Completely. And so I think your approach about it is now it's like, okay, we have a spreadsheet for our basic bills. And then we go over the ex- other expenses off of a spreadsheet. Man, I would laugh so hard <laughs> if DJ came home with a spreadsheet and started talking to I me would about die a spreadsheet. I literally, my jaw would drop to the ground and I would say, I'll do whatever you want <laughs> because you made a spreadsheet for it. You, you took the effort to do this. So there you go. No, Anything you want. I would be so turned on if he came home <laughs> with a spreadsheet. I'm crying. And then I'd be mad at him. And then I'd be mad. It. But no, yeah. it's, yeah, I think that finding your approach, I think like overall, that's the biggest thing is having fights in a relationship about money comes down to your approach and your conversations Yes, about them. Okay. Tell me what your thoughts are on this one, Jamie. Okay. Being a stay-at-home mom and not feeling like you're allowed to spend his money. Yeah. How would you handle that? I, First of all, is it yourself making yourself feel that way yeah. or is it the significant other making you feel that way Completely. I think that's a really good thing to self-reflect on yeah I I mean I've been in that position having Navy and Justin was working but I will say Justin did a really good job he never we we made the decision from the beginning so it wasn't like it's my money but I internally felt like sometimes bad like oh I'm the one that's spending all the things like you said I'm buying food I'm buying diapers I'm buying clothes I'm like doing all this stuff and I, what am I contributing but at the end of the day, like if I ever brought that up to Justin, like I just feel like I'm not contributing. He's like, you're literally the being mother. a mom. Yeah. You're teaching our kid. You're taking care of her day in and day out all day long and doing college. Like you're doing way more than you even need to be. And that would reassure me like, yeah, you're right. What you're contributing, the equality is you're bringing the money. I'm taking care of the of Navy. I'm still going to college. You're going to college. Like, we're both just bringing what we can right now. And that's not how it's going to be forever. Totally. Like, that's This was a temporary spot in our life. And Kenzie and I always talk about um what's the word we always say I know what you're trying to say I'm trying to say it and I can't think of it it's just like a season it's just a season it's a season and we knew that it was a season I was gonna say it's just a time and space <laughs> it's a time and space <laughs> that's like, our new that's one not right. <laughs> it's just a time and space you guys so but for some people that's that is like actually they want they want to be a stay-at-home mom forever and that and their husband is the one that works and that's okay too and that's totally okay but I definitely would communicate those feelings and hope hopefully can't promise you but hopefully they'll come back to you and say that you're doing just as much of a job that they're doing exactly and honestly like if you need that reassurance don't be afraid to tell them ask for it don't be afraid to say like hey i'm feeling really discouraged i i'm feeling like all i do is a stay-at-home mom and you're out there working and i i feel like i'm almost taking advantage of you and and see what they say and just tell them like you need reassurance that you're doing Everything, everything that you, you should can. be doing yeah. and that you're a good mom and you're the best mom and that you are just as helpful as you would be if you were working. Yep. So again, 
communicate. Communication is like the key. But no, I, I love that question. I think there's probably a lot of stay-at-home moms that could really resonate with that and feel guilty or like they're not doing enough. But I'm assuring you that you are doing enough because being a mom is one of the hardest slash best most rewarding things in the world I agree. but it's a lot of work and if you were to be paid you would be rich as frick no oh, way more than any man way has ever more made. than any freaking man has ever Stupid made men because you work around the clock 24 hours a day with zero breaks so women are actually way richer in theory, in the, in theory. <laughs> don't, don't tell your bank account's not going to tell you that but i'm but we're gonna you. tell you that go to target <laughs> you can go to freaking target but also don't because it's like our new year's resolution. okay this kind of goes along with it so okay let's talk about this a spouse having to transfer money in because he makes more and that makes her feel belittled oh this is like oh yeah yeah, yeah. This, this is a con of having a separate bank account okay yes so oh to transfer in money yeah if you need it I could see that being like, could you give me $10? <laughs> That's literally DJ. <laughs> Honestly, poor DJ. He the thing. You know, he doesn't care not, at all. It's not my fault. I have told him he our password and our login into our bank account is his email. He gets all the alerts for our <laughs> bank account, but he does not have our bank account information on his the phone. The thing is, DJ just fully trusts you with it. And it works. He's just like, go for it. No, but the other day he texts me. He's like, oh, um, I just got an alert that we have $100 in our bank account. I'm like, how do you have $100 in a bank account? Like, how did you not know? How did you not know? Like, you're about to get a decline, dude. No, literally. <laughs> and so I went in and added money and he's like, thanks. I'm so glad you could add I money. Guess, I guess we should preface this because people are probably like, what are you talking about? Because we have a separate business bank account exactly which is where we make which, the money also i have allowed dj to get on i filled out yes. all of the paperwork all he has to do is sign the papers so that he can see the he bank can have account. a card for it and he could do everything he just chooses not to he just doesn't care he's like fine with his own little bank account that we share and that's like your joint and your business one is like where the money comes in and then you put it into your joint yes and yeah. i do i have a like pay pay stubs oh I, you have like a yeah, payroll yeah, yeah. i payroll, payroll. <laughs> so it pays them out every month and it's just he's just just so low-key he just literally yeah. doesn't care. No, he doesn't. But I'm like, but but you found what works for you. Like he's like, hey, transfer some money. But it's not belittling because you're not like, what are you spending? Oh, you yeah. did this. Oh, you did that. Oh, you shouldn't be spending that much money. Exactly. But like me, I'm a control freak. If I had to ask him for money, I would be. You would feel really bad. I would be like, wait, wait, what's what happening? Is happening? But not that that's a bad thing at no. all. It's just a different personality trait. Completely. Me and you just have completely polar opposite personality traits when it comes to that yes we used to watch our bank accounts like a hawk obviously yes. but i feel like we've kind of loosened up as the years have gone on completely just like finding the trust and yeah and what finding works. what your spending habits are and what works and that was a, a really good point that somebody said was to respect each other's beliefs about money yes and i think that's something personally i've learned a lot because justin came from a family that they were very they were very frugal like they just they didn't care much about a lot of wants in life. They really focused on their needs. They had a great life. Like Justin had a great childhood, a good life. He like, he did fun things and he's like, I always did everything I wanted to, but they never had like luxury. You know what I mean? And you don't need luxury, but not that I necessarily had luxury, but mom and dad are definitely more on the luxurious side. You know, they, they like, nice, they like things. nice things. They have a boat and they, they have things. And I think that like, those are different views of you like, I saw learn. mom like, working her butt off and dad working his butt off and then their goals together were to have the lu lux luxury things and I was like oh I love that totally like get I that. want that in my life but being raised as completely 
different opposite families. sides. You yeah, have to come together and join together and make it work completely and, and respect the fact that he came from here and you came from here and that you're trying to find a happy balance. Exactly. And I think that something too that I often think of is like, cause I, I kind of saw like two parts of my life of like being a child and not having any money at all. And like seeing all these bills and like, and shut off notices and no food and like all of these things where money was a very stressful thing. Like I remember being eight years old, wondering how we're going to pay our rent. Like I can't imagine Navy wondering how we're going to pay our rent. Like she doesn't know what that is. And I don't want her to know what that is. That's like, a mom problem. That's, that's my issue. That's for me and Justin to deal with together. And so then coming into like my family, our family now and being like, oh, this is really healthy. Like both people, not that you both have to work, but mom worked and dad worked and they like money didn't seem like it was a very contentious thing. And even if it was, it wasn't in front of the kids. I love that. And so I really was like, that's healthy. That's how, like, that's a goal I have as a mom and as a parent one day. And so I, I think that like seeing both sides and then also seeing Justin where he was kind of the middle ground of that. Like they had what they needed, whatever. I already went into that, but I just, I think respecting that he is sometimes like, what, what do you really need all of this? And I'm like, actually I do. Do you want me to explain it? Like I will, I will. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> but I think we both had to like but understand. It's also good for you to have somebody that questions. No, it, it is a little bit because yes. then you think harder. Like, oh, did I actually? Do, do I actually need this? I probably don't. But but he's not going to tell me that. <laughs> but he ain't telling me that. I'm telling myself. Okay, wait. That. I want to go back to asking your partner about having to transfer money in. Oh yeah, and it yeah. making you feel belittled. Yes, I talked about how it doesn't make DJ, but it definitely could make somebody. Oh yeah. So again, I feel like the answer to that is just communication. Don't you? I mean, yeah, I think, I think that that's probably hard. Like I would feel really bad if I had to be like, Hey, can I have 20 bucks? Like I need to go buy groceries or I need to buy wipes or diapers. Like obviously I'm, I'm going to these things because these are the things that I buy, but completely if, if whatever it is, like, yeah, that could be hard to ask. I definitely think that's one of like a big thing with having separate bank accounts. I completely agree. Is that it's never going to be fully equal. And I feel like you're living two different lives. Like is one of you living a luxurious life, not worrying about money. And the other one is stressed about every single penny that they're spending because that's not a life unified. No, it's not not. a life together. That's not togetherness. No. And I think that that's where the respect part jumps in was like, yes, you have to respect where each other's minds have come from and then find a common ground of that. Yeah. like, hey, you know what? This actually is important to me, but this isn't important to you. And I respect that, but respect me too. Yes. And so like for me, I'm like, oh, I like this and this and this. I have to respect that Justin doesn't always care about the lux- luxurious things. Totally. Like if I were to buy him a shirt, if I bought it at Nordstrom or if I bought it at Target, he wouldn't care because th- that's not important to him. Totally. And I have to respect that I'm not like, oh, but don't you want the Nordstrom one? Like it's a good brand and it's totally. this and it's that. Like. I have to respect that he doesn't care about that. And that's okay. And that's okay. And at the More end money the day, for you to spend. More money for me to spend in our show. <laughs> okay. Another piece of advice is don't spend more than blank without approval. And I think that's different for everyone. Yeah. Me and DJ, I would say is probably like 200 maybe. Yeah. I, I think it depends. If it's a single item, like yesterday I spent over $200 on groceries. I didn't, that doesn't I didn't ever ask Justin or like, I didn't say, hey, I'm going to spend $200 on groceries. Like, yes. that's kind of a given. Like, So for me, like, too, also, if we're, like, going shopping at the mall and I buy, like, four things from free people and it's, like, $800, I'm, like, I know I'm returning three of them. That's exactly – that's that's me, too. And yes. so I'm, like, oh, I don't worry about telling him because I know I'm going to send some of them back. Completely. You know what I mean? And then I'll show him, like, hey, do you really do you like this? Like, isn't this cute? I really wanted it. 
I do you think it. I should keep it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think there is a, I think that's a really good rule. To I do too. DJs is like, don't spend a dollar without telling me. <laughs> don't <laughs> he, send a single cent and you did, better ask me for He money. like just doesn't spend money. Yes. Like the most he spends is when he goes to Circle K and gets a Fairlife power drink. Yes, like, exactly. That's his version yes. of like spending money. Except for aloe. Except for, but he's never not with me. When no, he I, I know. Aloe. I know. So it's, it's always you It's too, always me. So it works. But I think that's a really good baseline of like that ensures a lot of trust. Even if you do have separate bank accounts, yep. I think it's good to ask if you should spend money over this certain amount. Yeah. Like, and that can change throughout your life, like what the amount is. Yeah. And I agree. And I think on like one item too is always a big, like if you're going to buy a ticket or target item, then it's good. Yeah. Completely agree with that. So no, I, I really like that one. Okay. What other advice did you get? Let's see. Um, oh, okay. I have another one. Okay. One person, this is just like kind of a theory, I guess, but I like, I like the way that this person said it. One person takes more of a lead role, but the other should participate. And I think that's really important. And I have learned kind of the hard way on that one because I was just such a control freak that I'm like, I want to do everything myself. Yeah. I want to pay all the bills. I want to make sure this is done. I'm going to do this. I'm going to sign up for this. I'm going to sign this. I'm going to have my name on this. But I've started realizing that I am only one person and I can only do so much and I need help from DJ. But how do you do that? I have to teach him. I have to communicate with him. And we always talk about like if something happens to me or something happens to either of us, we want to be able to know how to pay the bills, know how to do these different like, things. Like if you completely just shut off to to it I and then being put in that situation or something bad and you get a divorce or whatever, or you're, you're in a relationship and you break up. Like yeah. it could be that simple. Totally. It's like, you need to be able to know you're how you're going to be it. stuck. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's something that I feel like we've done a lot better job at. I'll be like, Hey, Hey, I'm going to pay the bills today. Come and sit with me so you can like watch me do it. So you can know how to do it. Yep. Here's all the passwords. It's all in one place if you ever need to do it yourself. So I think giving like a little bit of guidance, but I do feel like normally in relationships, one person does take a little bit more of the lead role. Mom always took the lead role and paying the bills. Yep. And so I always watched that. Naturally. Naturally. Yeah. And so that's kind of the role that I took on. But it's important that the other person participates. And I think in me and DJ's instance too, like if I'm feeling really overwhelmed, that's like one of the things I feel overwhelmed about. Like, well, I have to pay this bill. I have to do this. I have to make sure this is done. I have to sign up for this, whatever. And and I get really overwhelmed and flustered. Yes. And then he can say, let me take it off your hands. Let, let me, me do help this. you in yeah, this way. I'll do this. And so it's really good that even if you do have a lead person, that you're both participating as much as possible. And I, I think that that's, yeah, no, I, I love that so much. I, I got some, some really good tips, um, for, or advice. Cause this was kind of advice, but for those, especially fighting over finances, because we talked about, I think that, I think everybody has probably fought about finances at some point, mm -hmm. or even if you're not fighting, you're both very, very stressed and that can lead to fights. Um, and so some of the big topics, like we talked about Dave Ramsey. He's a huge one. Dave Ramsey has a podcast. He has multiple books. He's helped people um, like with financial freedom, getting out of debt. And that is like huge. I Justin really likes Dave Ramsey. He has a lot of really good self-help books. So these are just some like tips. Follow Dave Ramsey. And there was a couple others, which was like no secrets, which we kind of talked about that to finances, accounts, debt, talk about everything. So communication is obviously huge. A lot of people said the YNAB budgeting app. I haven't heard of it, Ooh. but there's one of them. Obviously, Kenzie and I really like Rocket Money. That's a great app to show you where your money is going and you can also set budgets. I actually have on Rocket Money turned on where every single day it takes a percentage of my bank account oh. and puts it into a savings account. Nifty. And so it's like 
20, 50, $10, five. I had, I had an app like that. It was called Digit. Yes. So this one just takes a percentage. I could set the percentage based off how much money I have in my bank account. I love that. And it will take that amount of money every single day. And I have like a couple thousand dollars in that account. That's awesome. Just from like, and I don't even know, it sends me an alert every day. We took $20 out. I love that. And so I can look at the alert if I want, but Anyway, I really like Rocket Money. That's one that I personally use. So I know that that's a good one. Um, a financial advisor. If you need help outside of each other, I think that's a really good one. And love that. Yeah, I love that one. Jordan Page was the girl we talked about. She has a budget boot camp. So there's a good one. And oh, one of the biggest ones. Setting money aside for fun money or personal money that you can spend any way you choose. And I like that. I because think that's very important. If you're choosing to... Like if you're, if you're going over everything and nitpicking every expense to have money that you have zero answers to, I think would be a great way yep. to do that. Or that you're just like, Hey, you know what? I have 200 bucks. I'm going to save this up for three months and I'm going to go buy myself a big item. Like wh- however you choose. I really, really I, like that. I like that too. So those were kind of the biggest like tips over and over. The biggest one was Dave Ramsey. So Dave Ramsey is your, that's what I read when I was kind of prepping for this episode. He's your go-to for it. So Okay, we wanted to end it by playing a game of save or splurge. Save or splurge. Nice little jingle there, Jamie. I always like the jingles, guys. We were going to put up a question box, but then we didn't because... We didn't have time. We didn't have time (laughs) and we felt like we we asked you guys a lot of other questions about this episode. So we kind of just thought we'd play a little game of save or splurge of what we feel like we think is worth saving money over or what we think is worth splurging money over. And I think that we were kind of laughing sitting here like thinking about (laughs) it because we were like, crap, do we save money on things? So... Maybe one of our goals is to find things that aren't worth the splurge. So anyway, with One that, thing that I said, I like spending money on designer handbags. So yes. for me, I'm like, that's a spend to a certain extent because I'm not going to buy yes. more than like okay, a couple. So, so the alternative of that is like a fake or a DH gate. Yes. Or a not as expensive. And right now in my life, I really like having my bags. Yes. I feel like they mean something to me. I really love them. I think they, I, they have a special meaning. They do, but I wouldn't go overboard. No. Like I, I like keeping, on an average Wednesday, I'm not going to go buy a Louis Vuitton. Exactly. And I also don't really get the hype of like the shoes or the jewelry yeah, or the perfume, the clothes. like the clothes. So for me, I I'm like, personally don't want a shirt that has a giant Gucci across it. So personally. for me, I'm like, that's my save. Yes. I would save my money and I yes. would not spend it on that. Exactly. I think that one thing for me is um, skincare. Like, because... Save or splurge. Save or splurge. There's like three different levels, so it's kind of hard. There's like drugstore, and then there's like a nicer, and then there's like even nicer. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Where are we going? Okay. My, My idea is that you should, if you have bad skin and you don't want wrinkles, you should splurge on skincare. My splurge, though, is like a middle ground. Like, so for example, Drunk Elephant at Sephora. That's like the hype. It's all over. TikTok, people are obsessed. I got one thing as a gift at a white elephant. And I'm not kidding you when I say it is the size of like like a tube of chapstick. Like it's literally that big. What is it? It is tiny. It's like liquid bronzer. Oh, yeah. That's like all the hype. Liquid. Um, yeah, like bronzer kind of. But not like you don't put it over your makeup. You do your whole face, your body, whatever yes. you want. It is teeny tiny, $48. <gasps> like, 
one product. That's one product. That's not even like a wash, a lotion, anything. So to me, that's like kind of crazy, but I know that there's a hype around it and a lot of people love it. And so this is my personal opinion on it. But for me, like a dime beauty, I'm like, it's $25 for this gentle jelly cleanser. I think, isn't that what it is? 32, $32. It's code Kenzie. It's code JV. (laughs) (laughs) Use whatever. Can we get a code of minute code? I think it's Kenzie 20. It's 20, right? It's, it goes from Jamie 15 to Jamie 20. Okay. To Jamie 25. Okay. <laughs> Try all of our names and all of the numbers. All the names, all the numbers. You'll find the code. No, but I like Dime Beauty because I feel like it's a good middle ground, but it's still really nice skincare. Okay. And so I to me, that. middle splurge. Okay. One thing me and Jamie both kind of agree on right, uh, right now, I'm going to put this right now because my dream is like a really nice car, but I, yes. I save on cars. Yes. I, my car was like really reasonably priced. It we was needed, great price. We needed a little bit bigger of a car. My cars weren't cutting it. My car was dangerous. And so I needed a new car. We didn't go into debt for it. Nope. We paid for our car. We we take care of it. We do all the things on it. Right now for me personally, I save on a car. Yes. Because I love it's that. just not the most important thing in the world to me. Would I love to splurge on a car in the future? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And but, that's that's honestly a goal. But it's a goal. It's not something that I'm going to go into extreme amounts of debt for at this point in time because it's not worth it. Same. Like I, and that's a I'm personal okay. preference. And I want like a low, a low car payment, and I want like all these things. Just I never even had a car payment until five years into our marriage. We th- this is our car exactly. with our first car payment, and it's I love my car. Like I am not complaining at all. I'm very happy with it. But we have a reasonably priced car payment. It's in our budget, and we made it work. Yep. Like we, I found that I wanted a nicer car. We didn't want a high car payment. We found a middle and we got and it. And we did it. And I it's think. Yeah. realistic and reasonable. And I love driving past a nice freaking Wagoneer and wanting it. And dreaming like of the day. Like dreaming of one day I'm going to get it. But right now, safe. 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 Okay. Give me another one. Yes. Oh, I have one. Sunglasses. Oh, save. Save. I lose them way too much. I would literally love to buy a pair of Dior or Chanel oh, sunglasses yes. like my mother, but I break mine all the time. I lose my them. They fall in the pool. Break them. I it, it, it's not worth it. Nope. The Save. twelve dollar Amazons. Twelve dollar Amazons. Sometimes you, you get a coupon better. for ten percent off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Save. Save. I I agree with that. Okay. One big one is baby products. You and I have, I mean, when we had our first babies, we, we had nothing. Yeah, about Graco. We, we didn't have the choice to have, I don't know, you didn't even have Graco. You had Evan Flow. Evan Flow. Okay, Evan Flow is better than Graco. <laughs> no, it's it? not. Really? No, it's not. I'm surprised. But I think, I mean, regardless, it, it was still safe and it was fine. It was fine. But at that point, we really did have to save. Like, I think even with Rossi, I'm like, I didn't even get a Nuna. Like, I would have loved a Nuna. Same. I didn't get that. I, Same. I got a middle. I got a Maxi Cozy, which is a great brand. But, like, it's not the high-end brand. It's not the best brand you can get. And so I I think that find your, like, target item that you think is worth spending on or splurging on with a baby. For me with Navy, when we had zero money, it was a nice diaper bag. You guys yes. know. Our leather diaper bag girls know. That's so true. But to me, that was my splurge. Like, $150 for a freaking bag was a lot of money. Yes. Like, I mean, that still is a lot of money to spend on a diaper bag. And so for me, that was, that That was was my splurge. splurge. And Justin's like, pick something that you want to splurge on and we'll get it. And I knew it couldn't be a $1,500 stroller. Like that wasn't, that's not even a thing. That wasn't even a thought. My splurge was like a hundred to 200 bucks. And so one of my splurges with Pierce was the snuggle me. Yes. I even got it on one of like their Thursday sales and it was like under a hundred dollars. But I remember being like, that was a splurge for me. Like I didn't have that with Payson. We didn't have enough money to buy that with Payson. And I wanted it so bad. And I wanted it so bad. And so that was one of my, 
my that was one of my major splurges with Pierce. Yeah, and that was I, I'm very happy that I did splurge on that. Me too. But I think yeah, find your splurge item with your baby and and go. Yeah, and I personally like Payson didn't have sensitive skin. I could use like the kind of junky body wash and all of that stuff. Yeah. But I will definitely say one of those things that I splurge on now is a nice, nice, not nice products, products for, for your babies. Like yeah. I like using the honest. Because yeah. I and, just, and I think that you can find a good middle of that. Like, I agree. You don't have to get the, the most expensive one, $25 one, but there's ones that's also better than the two ninety nine one. Totally. Like, but find what works for you and yeah. like what's in your budget of that. I definitely saved on diapers with Payson because I could use the Target diapers and yep. I loved them and they worked perfect, but then Pierce peed out every one of them. Yep. So now I splurge on diapers because they're the only thing that holds stuff in. <laughs> but with Payson, I saved on it. So yes. I definitely think it goes throughout life. And it like does. It changes often. And your kids and, yeah, and what you care about or don't care about. And so, yeah, I think that, that those are all good ones. That's all I have. That's all the same. That's all I'm going to save on. <laughs> That's Nothing all else. I'm saving on. Yeah, I think one of my big splurges is shoes. I love shoes. I care about shoes. Yes, but not like crazy. Do you don't know? There is a lot no, worse than you. No, like, there definitely is. You buy a pair of hundred dollars shoes every other month. You don't buy a thousand dollar pairs of shoes. Oh no, every... I don't. I don't have a single pair of designer shoes. Exactly. So I that, mean, I take them, I think that's. I guess golden goose. That's. But you yeah, bought those bought for those, me. So <laughs> maybe I'm the spender. <laughs> no, but I. I think it's. I think it's reasonable. Yeah. I think it's reasonable. No, I agree. But that's something for me that I'm like. I. I don't like. I don't want like the fake Birkenstocks or the fake Uggs because I just like. I the like the brands and I. They're nice. And the... I just ordered a, a fake pair of. Hey, there you go. The you have to tell me if you like them. I just can't find mine. Yeah. In any size. Yes. And so my only option is the fake one. No, your option is the fake one. And no, I'm okay with that. They're literally nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So find what you care about. I agree with that. Find. And communicate. Communicate with yourself. And yeah, keep leaving us reviews, you guys, because we'll that was really helpful. We will pick another winner every week. Um, what should we give away this week? What did we say last week? We're giving away budgeting tips. Just kidding. I'm dead. <laughs> It's going to be free. We're not spending anything. <laughs> um, should we give away some merch? Something fun. Or we could just do like a gift card. Yeah, let's do a gift card. Gift card? Okay, we're going to give away a gift card if you leave us a review. Leave us a review. We're going to pick one of you or two of you. We'll make, it, we'll make it spicy. We'll just, figure it out. We'll figure it out. So leave us a review, rate us, and we will see you guys next week on the Codependent, Codependent Podcast. Podcast.